0: the name of Jesus we sang earlier dance like the weight has been lifted when I made when I called out on Jesus it felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders actually there's a lot of stuff in the world that still bogs us down and weighs on us but the weight of eternity was off of my shoulders forever the weight of my eternal life was off of my shoulders. That had been weighing on my life so much. And the moment I called on the name of Jesus, the wonderful, beautiful name of Jesus, He delivered me from that, saved me, set me free. It was like taking a nasty plunge, and I just fell into Jesus' arms. It was the most amazing thing in my life. I pray that you've done that, that you've asked Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. I can tell you this too. The day I did that, my life changed and my marriage changed that very day. I know I'm we talked about this recently. Our marriage changed, my family changed from that day. So all praise and glory to the Lord and I you know, if you're struggling, you're there's still struggles. I still have struggles and I'm far from perfect, but I do know where where my hope lies. (laughs) You know, she's not perfect either. Bless her heart. (laughs) But I'm working on her one of these days. So it's great to to see you guys today. And and it's great to come to church on Sundays and, and just worship together. It's great. I love Orchardville Church. I love you all. I love the Lord. And I love what he's doing here. And so, hey, if you all would turn and say good morning to, uh, to somebody around you, and then you can be seated. Thanks.
1: Going or being part two. I know I was off last week, so we're going to pick up uh, where we left off from week one. And we talked a couple weeks ago about how the church in America is in trouble. And, and we talked about how it's on the decline, that we're, that we're in trouble, that we need to just not go to church, but we actually need to be the church. Amen. Um, we are plan A for sharing the gospel. We talked about that. And we have to be spiritually healthy in order to go out and seek those that are lost and help them come to know the Savior. Okay. So this morning, let's go into part two. And I want to I focus in on what it looks like. You know, you can look at this a, a couple ways. You can say what it looks like to be a member of a church or what it looks like to be engaged in your church. Okay. So either way, as I, as I address that this morning, um, I want to focus on what that looks like to be engaged in your local church, to be engaged in what we're doing here at Oak, Orchardville Church. Now, how many of you would raise your hand and say, I am engaged in Orchardville Church? I'm part of it. I'm, uh, okay. How far, how far does that video go? I can scan that later and check. <laughs> But I wanna, I wanna kinda break this down today and then just ask ourselves, am I engaged in my church? Am I engaged on the mission of the church? Am I engaged in what's going on at the church? Or am I just kinda sitting back watching from afar, okay? So we're gonna turn to some scripture and I've got like nine of them just to kinda give you an idea of what that looks like in scripture, um, what it looked like for the early church to be engaged with their cause for Christ and then just kinda see where we're at. Where we're at as a church as far as being engaged in what we're doing for Jesus here at Orchardville Church, so we're going to go Hebrews thirteen sixteen to start out. Hebrews thirteen sixteen, and we may go through these quick. So if you just want to write them down or watch on the screen, they will all be up there. Hebrews thirteen sixteen says, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Don't forget to do good and share with those in need. Now, just this morning, I saw a little bit of this already in action. Um, Sandy and Roger Webb had brought some jackets in that they had cleaned up. They just weren't using. Want to know if somebody needed them. That's helping people that are in need. That's being engaged. That's that's helping out. Now, if I was to say right now this morning, and this may be, I don't know, embarrassing or whatever for someone, but if... if Is there someone in here right now, like you're down to your last dollar this week and you're really struggling? Like you're just hurting right now, 20 bucks would do a really good, would help you out to get through this week coming up. Anybody in here? I know, I know this is a, who wants to raise their hand for that? But I was going to show you that this church loves you. Everybody's like, well, I'm going to throw my (laughs) hand. But if you're struggling, I guarantee you if I said, uh... Anthony, give me 20 bucks. He would give me $20. He would probably even ask me what it's for. If I said that to Tommy Lewis, Tommy, I need 20 bucks. He would give it to me. I had 20 bucks in my pocket today, if anybody would raise their hand, to help those that are in need. That's part of the church, who we are. When we know somebody's hurting, we know somebody's struggling, we know somebody's going through some stuff, we help those in need. That's what the church is for. See me afterwards. If that was you. Mark 10:45. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Romans 12:10. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. What does that look like? You know, sometimes you got people come around maybe that you don't like to hang around with so much. And you're like, hey, I love you, brother. love you, sister. But are you genuinely meaning that? Genuinely affectionate in our love towards each other. Take delight in honoring each other. Ephesians 5.19 singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. That's what we just did together. And and here's a benefit of attending church, okay? I could stand up here and sing that last song we sang by myself. I don't know how pretty it would be, but here's what's so great about when we come together as a group. If we would've cut all the music out right then at the end and it would've just been our voices, that's an encouragement. For being in the house of the Lord, it's something you. It's something to hear some one person sing, but when you hear a whole army of believers singing that song as well, that does something to me inside. That lets me know they're being encouraged too. They're worshiping the Lord too. And when you hear that sound that you can't get sitting on your living room couch, when you hear that sound in the building of people worshiping together, that. And then that last song, something shifted in me, like, woo, mm, that's good, that's good. And <clears throat> we sing those together, we worship together. First Corinthians 12, 12, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body, so it is with the body of Christ. There are many different people in this room, and God's put giftings and talents in each one of us, as we bring those together as a whole, we accomplish the mission of the church. And we all do our part in that. First, Thessalonians 5:11, "So encourage each other, build each other up just as you are already doing. Encouragement means a lot. It helps. Just a short word of encouragement to somebody brightens their day. But how often do we not do it? It would take, it would take 10 or 15 seconds to shoot somebody a message and encourage them and just help lift their spirits. We are to encourage each other. We're to lift each other up. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So that tells us to go and make disciples and also teach them. You know, I've hit on this before that when someone gets saved, whether it be here in the building, whether it be out in the community when you're talking with people, it does not stop there. We are to teach them in the ways of the Lord, because guess what? When they walk out the church or they walk out from that prayer you might've had with them at Walmart or wherever you're at, they're going right back to the same stuff that they were just coming, trying to come out of. And a lot of times they don't know, well, like, like I know I'm saved now, but what do I do? What is this faith thing about? What's this foundation that I need to lay to start building on so I won't go back to the old stuff that God's transforming in me and creating me new now? So we have to teach them. That's part of being the church. How many of you, Well, that's, I don't like doing that, put you on the spot. Each of us should have at least one or two people that we're mentoring. I just, I'm a believer in that, that there's one or, at least one or two people in your life right now that you are training up in Christ. Because we're supposed to, we should have so, one person that we're kind of their accountability partner. I, I just got saved, and I'm so glad that I've got this person that's helping me along in this now. Acts two forty two: All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's supper, and to prayer. Devoted themselves to the teachings, to the fellowship, to prayer. Am I being the church? In Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So if you're a person that believes in what we're doing here, you believe in the church and you believe in advancing God's kingdom, here's kind of what that looks like if you're engaged with this body of believers, okay? And I'm not, I'm not trying to come down on you, I'm just trying to let you know this is what we, are, we should be doing if we're engaged in the mission of Orchardville Church, Okay, first thing I'm going to protect the unity of my church Not just me say that to yourself. I'm going to protect the unity of my church The ways that we can do that is acting in love toward each other Acting in love toward each other Helps keep the unity of my church Here's one By refusing to gossip. Don't point fingers. This is huge. If you are gossiping, you are not helping keep the unity of your church. Actually, uh, I think it talks about that you actually deserve death for that, and you're against God when you're doing it. So I know people are laughing and cutting up, and, but it happens. It happens a lot that we gossip and that's, that we backstab. That's, that's against God. So every time you're doing that, you are going up against God Almighty and doing something that he does not want you to do. You know, when somebody comes up to you, we have the power to stop it right then. Hey, did you, did you, did you hear about Anthony? Anthony Oval? Oh my goodness, I can't believe he did that. You know what I can say? You know I I don't want to hear it. I want want you to keep unity in the church. I want you to pray for Anthony. I want you to lift Anthony up right now. I don't need to know what he did. I just need to know that you're loving him through this. He didn't do anything, by the way. (laughs) Protect the unity of the church also means that you will follow the leaders of the church. You will follow the leadership of the church and trust that they are doing exactly what God's telling them to do. There's a trust there. Um, I actually had somebody tell me, it was kind of funny because he said it in, in a joking nature, but when I, when I took over back in January, his thought was, ah, oh, what is this guy? Just a youth guy. What's he going to be able to do for us? And I'm nothing special. I'll I'll be the first one to tell you that. But because of him, we can get things accomplished. And he followed that up with, you're all right. I was wrong about you. I'm not trying to toot my horn. I'm just saying, following the leadership of the church and trusting that I'm going to God on my knees, that I'm going to God with which direction do you want us to go? Holy Spirit, what do you want to do right in the middle of the service right now? Because I want to follow everything that he wants us to do. I don't want this to be about Rick. I don't want it to be about anything else except him and the direction that he has for us. I won't get it right all the time, but I will do my best to listen to his voice on things. So, protect the unity of my church by acting in love towards others, by refusing to gossip, by following the leaders of the church. So, after that first little part, are you engaged with the church? Are you being the church based on that? Second part here, I will share the responsibility of my church. And the first thing I want to hit on with that is sharing the responsibility of my church by praying for the church and its growth. And don't think about just numbers. Think about spiritually, that we grow, that we grow, that we grow. Are you engaged in the church by praying for the church and its growth? Okay? Share the responsibility of my church. Another thing, by inviting others to attend having those conversations one-on-one with people, man, I really would like to, if you don't have a home church, I'd love for you to be a part of what we're doing at Orchardville Church. I'd love for you to be a part of what we're doing here. By, by warmly welcoming those who visit. Now let me stop here for a second. I think we do a pretty good job of this. Um, I think if, if some of us, if we see somebody new, we give them a warm welcome. We let them know that we're glad they're here. Um, but there are pockets of people that only talk to the same people every single week. Yeah. Hear me in love. As much as you don't want clicks, there are clicks. And you only talk to the same certain circle of people every week, and you never step out of that and talk to some other people that might be here. Or step, to, step up and, and welcome a new person that be walking in the doors for the first time. Okay? Sharing the responsibility of my church by praying for the church and its growth by inviting others to attend by warmly welcoming those who visit All right. Am I engaged? Am I being the church? Third one, I will serve the ministry of my church Now the first thing you can do to serve the ministry of the church is to discover the talents and giftings that God's put in you Because we all have at least one the Bible says So God's put things in you and in another message, we can dive into all the different gifts and, and things like that. But God's put stuff in you that is to be used to advance his kingdom and glorify him. Now, it's up, it's up to us to help you discover that. It's up to you to let that come out and understand what those are in you because God's put them in you to be used to serve the ministry of your church. Okay? Uh, also, serve the ministry of the church by being equipped to serve. That's part of the leadership's responsibility to equip you guys. My responsibility to equip you to do what you need to do and be successful in that. Also, serve the ministry of the church by developing a servant's heart. All the way down to somebody in the teens dropped a wrapper on the floor and I just walked right by it instead of picking it up. I mean all the way down to that. Pick it up. Throw it in the trash because you've got a servant's heart. I want this place to, I don't want it to be trashed. I don't want it to look bad. I I want to serve. I want to help wherever I can help. Servant's heart. Am I engaged in this? Am I being the church? In the fourth section here, I will support the testimony of my church. Now I'm going to hit on this first one. And I know there's a lot of things that go into this. I will support the testimony of my church by faithfully attending Church. That shows everyone else about the testimony of the church. I believe in what's going on here. I can testify to to what's happening in the church by showing up and being here. Now, I understand that there's, there's the sickness going around and all this stuff. But if you have the ability to be in church and you're not here, then you lack the desire to be here. Does that make sense? I have the ability. I'm not worried about anything else. I have the ability to be here, but I don't have the desire because I don't show up all the time. Man, it sounds mean when I say it. But to support the testimony of Orchardville Church, I need to attend faithfully because I believe in what's going on here. And I know it's important for us to gather together as a body. Support the testimony of my church by living a godly life, which includes refraining from deeds of the flesh. If I'm going to support the testimony of this church and be someone that people say, hey, don't you go to Orchardville Church? Then I hope my life reflects that. Yes. Don't you go there and, and uh, you guys profess this love for Jesus and this change that's happening in your life and this love that flows out of you? Then, then we need to refrain from deeds of the flesh. Galatians five nineteen through 21 says, Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostility, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I've got to do my best to put to death the flesh in my life because of the testimony that I carry of being a part of the church, of being the church, being the hands and feet of Jesus to people. I've got to put those things of the flesh aside. Anybody struggle with anger? And, And you have a short fuse? We just talked about this before church. There's some people raising their hands and being honest. We are to combat that with Fruit of the Spirit. If we are believers, we have the Holy Spirit within us, and then there's fruit that comes from that in that relationship with God. Galatians 5, 22, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. I need that. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law that stuff should be coming out of us more than the flesh should be coming out of us. When somebody cuts me off in traffic, <laughs> patience and peace should come out of me. You know, the thing with that though, you know, you may be around somebody that's questioning, do I want to come to church? Do I, do I want to surrender my life to the Lord? You know, and you never know when someone's watching you, You never know when somebody's seeing how you measure up to what you say you believe in. And it takes one instance of me flying off the handle and losing it for somebody to doubt who God is in my life. And I know we make mistakes and there's forgiveness, but a lot of times we can control things we just choose not to. Because if we'll stop in those moments, whatever it is, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, whatever it is, if we will stop and say, Holy Spirit, check me right now. Check what's about to come out of my mouth. And if we'll, if we'll just wait a second and seek Him, I believe the fruit of the Spirit will come out instead of the flesh. And the last thing that you've pledged to do, you know, if you're engaged in the church on this support the testimony of the church is to give your tithes regularly. And here it goes. Oh, I knew he was going to say it. I knew it. He's a pastor. But that's part of it. And that's in the word. That's being obedient, giving 10%. That's in the word. That's not me telling you. I'm just, I'm equipping you. You want to be obedient to the word? Then you give your tithes and offering. It's as simple as that. There's a whole whole sermon series in that. But a lot of times, some people just don't know. I didn't even know that was a thing. But I'm telling you, it's a thing. And if you want to see me after church, we can talk about it. But as if you're engaged, and I'm not trying to hit on this to beg for money, because you guys are faithful. I, lo- I love it. it. It's evident, okay? But if you're engaged in what we're doing, or you're a member of this church, that's part of it also. That you're investing in the church. You're being obedient in your tithes, because the Bible tells you to. So am I engaged? Am I being the church? You know, and I kind of set you guys up a little bit this morning. Everything that I just read and talked about is our membership covenant. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, it's everything that we cover with you in the membership class about being engaged with the church, being a part of the church, being behind what's going on in the church. So this was no new thing that I came up with. This is is membership. This is being a part of the church. Am I pushing membership? Sure. I'd love for you to be a member of the church if you're not. I'd love for you to. Because it shows me, hey, I want to take this next step. I I don't want to be a part of this body. I want to be a part of what's going on here. And... Some of you may be sitting there saying, that's all nice, Rick. Uh, You told us what's expected of us as members or how to be plugged in and engaged, but what does the church do for me? There's people that think like that. Maybe even here this morning. What does the church do for me? They sure expect a lot, but what's in it for me? If you're that person, raise your hand. I'm just kidding, don't do it. (laughs) Let me tell you what the church does for you. As you're engaged and you're a member um, of this church, you get to vote. That's it. I've heard that from people. Oh, the only thing I get to do is vote if I'm a member. So why should I be one? Okay. You do get to to vote on matters that are brought before the church. You also are provided with opportunities for you to live out your faith and service to others. We will give you opportunities to live out your faith and serve other people. We will provide faith-building opportunities for you to grow as a Christian. We have Sunday Sync Bible study classes every Sunday morning at nine for you to grow in your walk with the Lord and understand the Bible in a deeper level. We have teachers that prepare every single week to help you grow. We had a marriage conference here. You know what, the divorce rate in the church is pretty high, right? You guys understand that? We had a marriage conference here yesterday to give you things to help in your marriage okay so we're going to provide faith building opportunities for you to grow as a christian we're going to provide opportunities for you to develop deep and lasting friendships i hit the, on this earlier in the community and with people in the church we give you opportunity to get friends if you're like me you could use a few hey okay? we give you that opportunity to develop friendships with people and relationships with people we provide opportunities for lifelong learning as you deepen your understanding of the Bible and the Christian faith. And we'll also be good stewards of your financial contributions to the church. That's what you, those are some of the things you get from the church. From being a part of it, being engaged in it. And you know what I love? Now I'm kind of going on the other side. That I know this church and even if you're not a member you still get all those things. So if you just come in here and you're hanging out with us, I will encourage you to be a part of it, be a member of the church, but you still get all the benefits that I just talked about. You still get to have those things. You still get to have us pouring into you because that's what God is doing to each one of us. And we want to turn around and do that for other people. Engage members, do what they do best. Whatever gifting God has placed in you, you're at your best when you're operating in it and using it to further God's kingdom. It's awesome to know I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do and I'm getting to bless other people's lives and I'm getting to build up his kingdom. I love it. Amen. Anybody feel like that when you serve and you're using your giftings? And a lot of times engaged members don't even realize how much they're doing. They don't, do, they don't only do what they do best but because they serve in areas that make the most of their talents, they'll actually jump into other areas to help out when needed because they just love to serve. And help out and it doesn't feel like a burden instead it's a joy to serve it's a joy when you're engaged in your church and doing things you love you get stronger you get more energized and you get more engaged with what's going on it's just the facts do we take membership and this engagement seriously yes yes I've been telling you guys for a while that I would love to have 100% participation in serving and and being a part of the church. But I wanted to reinforce some expectations of being the church to us this morning and and, and bring that to our minds again and to our hearts. Am I just standing by or am I engaged in what's going on here? I think in every church there will always be people that are just, and Fred hit on this with me this morning we were talking um, will admire but not follow Christ. There's a difference. Um, I can I can see the goodness of God. I can just see all that happen. I can see what he's doing in the church. But I'm just good right here taking it all in. I'm just going to consume, 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 but not be a part of it. And And again, please know my heart. I'm not trying to come down on you. I'm just trying to say... Be engaged. Be the church. Be the church. There's a purpose. There's a ministry for every single person that's in here. There's something we can be doing to help out in the church. We want you guys to be actively engaged with our church body and be a part of what God's doing. Invest your time. Invest your talents and gifts. Um, You know, if God's put stuff in you that you know, man... (laughs) I can sing, I can sing. And you haven't used that talent yet? Why? (laughs) Or I, I love kids, I just love being around kids, but you haven't stepped up to help back there yet? Why? God's put that in you. Don't be selfish and keep it to yourself. He's put things in you for you to further his kingdom. All of us together, using our talents and gifts, our hearts, being the church, being contributors. We engage, we don't just watch. We we give, we sacrifice, we encourage, we pray for each other by laying hands on each other. We're doing life together. And and I'm, I'm the first one to tell you that Orchardville Church needs you. We need you. 100% all of you we need you And i'm also going to tell you that you need the church There are going to be times that come up in your life And you're going to see I mean some of you in here could testify to what orchardville church has meant to you and what they've done in your life All the way from back to 1982 when it started You know This church loves this church encourages. this church helps when somebody has a need You know that. And if you haven't experienced that yet, there will come a time in your life, if you're part of this church, that you're going to need the church. You're going to need the church to help you get through some things. And I, I love every single person in here, and I believe in every single person in here, and I know that God has big plans for all of us, individually and corporately. We have to be the church. Be the church. And I stressed this a couple weeks ago that it has to be outside of here too. Be the church. If you guys will stand this morning and praise, team will come back up. Be the church. Again, I'm praying and, and believing that you guys have known me for five years now. You know my heart that I'm not I'm not coming across trying to uh, condemn you or come down on you. I'm just just encouraging and making it well known that we have to be the church. Especially, I mean, the times are not going to get any better. So we have to rise up and be the church. With everything that's going on, we have to be the church. We can't back down anymore. I got myself in trouble on social media a couple weeks ago for standing up for what the Bible says. I had some nasty messages. And for half a day, I was like, I want people to like me. And then God checked my spirit and said, my son was hated too for standing for the truth. And, And I think the times are way past that we have to stand up in love and stand for the truth. Because Sitting by and letting things happen is part of the reason we're in such the mess that we are. So we have to be the church. We have to speak the truth. We have to stand on the truth, no matter what people say about you, no matter what nasty messages they send you. Stand for God's word. Stand for it. Love people when they come in. I don't I mean I, anybody that comes in here. Whatever you struggle with, it's addiction, it's pornography, it's it's whatever. You're loved. People should be loved when they walk in here. But they should also be known. There's, let, let known that there's truth that we stand on. And there are consequences when you don't follow the things of God. So as we worship and we pray this morning, just, just ask yourself, as I was talking about those some of these things, just evaluate your own heart. Am I being the church? Am I being, you know, maybe you're already a member here and I read some of those things and you're like, ooh. I forgot about all that just evaluate if you need to spend time in your chair praying and you want to spend time at the altar just seek the Lord help me be the church God help me be who you've called me to be help me uncover my gifts and talents help me serve with a with a heart that's joyful in it so Father right now as we as we come to this time of prayer Father Lord we open up these altars we open up our hearts God and Lord if nothing else, Lord, I want to be the church. I want to, I want to step up and let my faith be evident to those around me. And God, I want to do this in being the church with a heart that's full of love and compassion for people. Lord, I just praise you and I thank you for who you are. Lord, stir hearts this morning, Father. If anybody needs healing in their body, Lord, we op- we open up these altars for that. Financially, spiritually, they don't know you, Father. They need to come to know you this morning. I pray for that right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for who you are. And I thank you for what you're about to do in this place. As we lock in on you, we worship and we intercede on the behalf of those around us, Father. And we pray. We enter into a prayer time right now, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Oh
1: of Orchardville Church, God, and I know their hearts are for you, Father. And Lord, what I'm talking about and what I'm asking this morning is just a, a boldness and an awareness for us to be, to be who you've called us to be. And Father, for us to bring hope into every situation that we walk into. Not part of the problem, but part of the solution for people, God. And Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness to us. I thank you for your love that you shower down on us, God, even in moments that we don't show that we deserve it. It's unconditional. It's always there, Father. And Lord, I just praise you and I thank you for what you're doing in us. I thank you for the changes that are taking place inside of me, and inside of people in this church, God. Lord, I want i want this, this body of believers to be known for being the hands and feet and the love of Jesus wherever they go. Lord, I want us to be different. I want us to be set apart for you God I want us to lay hands on the sick in Walmart or gas stations and see them recover we, we have that power inside of us we have that authority to walk in we just have to do it we have to be the church and Father I praise you and I thank you I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for who you are go with us now keep us safe Father Lord, I pray for anybody that's under the weather and and, and sick right now, Father, that healing would come into their body. Lord, that that they'd be restored and back with us. You are a great God. You are a powerful God. You are an all-knowing God. And we worship you this morning and thank you for all you do for us. In Jesus' name.